now, welcome to the Ray Millennial Show, starring Ray the Millennial. And welcome to the show with your favorite millennial, Ray the Millennial. If any of you want to be a guest on the show or are interested in being a guest, shoot me an email at ray.millennial at protonmail.com. That's R-A-Y dot M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L at protonmail.com. Now, protonmail.com, that is a good place to jump off. Uh, Protonmail is... Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Sweden, Switzerland. I always get those two confused. I think it's in Switzerland. It's a uh, Switzerland-based privacy email company. Um, and that is the basis of this show. Privacy and opting out of the box. Now, why is that important? Why should I care? I know there's a bunch of you rolling your eyes right now saying, I don't give a shit if the government tracks me. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. But But it's not just your phones. It's not just your laptops. Guess what? It's also your mail that's trying to influence you. It's also your email. Well, email's in the laptop. Uh, But advertising especially has a big effect on our psyche and this is important to me because it all goes back to spirituality did you know that social media companies have dedicated researchers that try to figure out ways to make your phone more addictive now again why should I give a shit why do I care because it all goes back to putting you in a box The more time, the more mind real estate that you spend on your laptop, on your phone, the less time, the less attention you're putting to learn, learning new skills. Pretty soon we're all just going to be wearing goggles like in Ready Player One and while our kitchen is on fire. The whole point of growth is to branch out and challenge your mind to learn new skills, which is harder to do when your attention is scattered. Now, a good example of this, just to kind of warm you up to what I'm saying, Netflix, okay? Not that I have anything against Netflix. Netflix is perfect. Please don't sue me back to the Stone Age. I love Netflix. But Netflix, they, uh, when one episode ends, before the credits even roll, before the credits are even rolling, they feed you next episode, play next episode, and in three, two, one. Boom, next episode. And pretty soon, you're up till 2 in the morning uh, and you got to clock into work at 5 in the morning, right? Am I right? You guys been there before. Now, there are things you can actively do to combat this and without sounding too conspiratorial. See, I, I try not to be conspiratorial, but it always leads back to conspiracy to conspiracy. I don't know if spirituality leads to conspiracy or for conspiracy leads to spirituality. But here are practical things you can do to hopefully declutter your mind and declutter the influence that really isn't supposed to be there to begin with. Let me tell you. Uh, I want to preface this by saying it all depends how thorough and how paranoid you want to be. 
And as a disclaimer, there is no 100% way to get off the grid, not in this day and age. But the best you can do, you can legally notify these companies that you do not want to be followed. So like I said, uh, ProtonMail, I use ProtonMail, I, instead of using Gmail, Gmail is, uh, is pretty evil. Google is pretty evil. <laughs> Again, let me, let me back up. Google is perfect. How about that? But Google uh, is not the best for privacy. Um, hmm. It's, before I get into all this, I just want to say this podcast is just a kiddie pool. If you want to get deep uh, into deep waters with this, go on YouTube, which ironically is also owned by Google. Go on YouTube and look up the hated one. The hated one, he goes deep. Let me tell you, man. Um, it's not, not it's not going to be Netflix that's keeping you up. It's going to be your paranoia after watching, you know, his videos on surveillance. Uh, before we get into uh, surveillance on your smartphone and your laptop, let's talk about the mail. Now, um, this I have done this a couple years ago where I like where I thought I was going to stop receiving uh, uh, junk mail but I still receive junk mail like I said the best thing you can do is legally notify these companies that you do not want to be followed um, so there's a couple websites uh, the first of which is called data and marketing association well let me back up a little bit all these websites I'm about to tell you guys, there may be fees and periodic renewals that may apply. And these companies may also ask for identifying information such as your social security number and it's up to your discretion. It's up to how paranoid and thorough you wanna be uh, in your quest for privacy. But one of these uh, websites called Data and Marketing Association, that's DMA, C-H-O-I-C-E dot org. And this website is to opt out of direct mail lists, uh, junk mail, and commercial email lists. And again, I've done this a couple years ago and I still receive junk mail uh, and I still receive spam, but uh, do I receive less of it? I, I guess so. I mean, again, this is you do your due diligence and you know the universe takes care of the rest the second website i wanted to tell you about this is one of the more serious ones because <laughs> did you know there is a an act called the fair credit reporting act under the fair credit reporting act the fcra the consumer credit reporting companies are permitted to include your name on lists used by creditors or insurers to make firm offers of credit or insurance that are not initiated by you called firm offers <clears throat> that's right they uh quite literally sell your information so that they can advertise for, uh, to you now this website is not directly associated with 
the government. But again, under the FCRA, they are allowed to do these things. And it's called the opt-out pre-screen. That's O-P-T-O-U-T-P-R-E-S-C-R-E-N-N.com. And you can either elect to choose a five-year or a permanent opt-out um, from receiving credit card offers or even insurance offers. And again, I still receive these, though not as often. <clears throat> um, another one that's really important, I think, is the National Do Not Call Registry. And that's at do not call.gov, D-O-N-O-T-C-A-L-L dot G-O-V. And this quote unquote prevents telemarketers from calling your phone, which your phone nowadays shows you when there's a spammer calling or when there's a telemarketer calling. Uh, in that case, I think the best thing to do is just let your phone ring and see if they leave a voicemail, if it really is that important and I again I still receive telemarketer call telemarketer and spam calls on my phone and even text messages nowadays that they want me to click on shady links oh your uh, your postal uh, delivery has changed click on this link to review yeah uh, don't click on those uh, I mean if you're smart enough to listen to this podcast you're smart enough not to click on those I anyway I'm blabbering. Yeah, I didn't realize how hard it is to talk to yourself. Talking to yourself takes a lot of work. Might need some guests here pretty soon. Anyway, moving on. Um, so what I'm going to talk about next, I'm going to talk about privacy on your smartphone and your laptop. And um, I'm just skimming through these. Again, if you want to go deep, if you want to get paranoid if you want to lose some sleep check out the hated one on YouTube uh, so when it comes to technology uh, more privacy means less convenience and more convenience means less privacy now why let me veer off here for a sec why is that important It's a, it's a seduction. It's a slow burn. These, these tech companies have scientists and research dedicated to finding new ways to make us more addicted to our phones. One of those ways is turning a convenience into a necessity. Now, what does that mean? Think about the cloud. The cloud, you can argue, was eventually going to be created. We just needed humans to get on board uh, slowly. Again, it's a slow seduction. So, oh, I don't have enough memory on my phone. Oh, I have to delete some pictures. Oh, I wish I had more memory on my phone. Oh, I could just upload them to the cloud. And just like that, these 10 companies have access to your data. I really recommend watching the show Silicon Valley. 
Uh, I know it's a little, uh, you know, juvenile for some people's taste, but it's really informative. And one of the things I've learned on there is that 90% of the world's data was made in the last like 15, 20 years, something like that. Just to give you an idea of the explosiveness of technology. Um, also think about uh, Uber Eats. And again, Uber Eats is perfect. I love Uber Eats. But Uber Eats was not a necessity to begin with. And same thing with uh, with Shipt. Same thing with these uh, services that deliver to your house. Okay, I mean, if I mean, sure, uh, this pandemic has made it convenient, whatever. Conveniently, they deliver our groceries to our home, but. Again, it's a slow it's a slow seduction. These conveniences are turned into necessities. Oh, pretty soon going to the grocery store, which was once uh you know, a minuscule chore, now becomes this this great project and it makes us lazier. Um Now why why should I care? Why should you care? Again, like I said, it goes back to spirituality. It changes our behavior. Now, our thoughts and our, idea, our ideas, they, well, they should be inspired by beings of light, not by technology, not by these tech companies. Where am I going with this? But it becomes a cycle. Say I'm on YouTube. I want to look up videos of puppies. Just out of curiosity. I want to look up puppies. Right? YouTube takes that into account in their algorithm. Pretty soon I'm scrolling. And I see more recommendations for videos of puppies. And it becomes a cycle. You get caught up in this cycle. What was once a curiosity now puts you in a box and that's that right there is the tech companies shaping your behavior so something that you're uh, curious about you see an ad for that thing seeing an ad for that thing reinforces that preference now I want to read you a quote from slate.com on one of their articles called Facebook followed you to the supermarket. Now, you might think, oh, ads don't work on me. I don't want to buy a, a cheeseburger, right, when I see an ad for a cheeseburger. That's not the point. Now, to quote Slate.com, the point is to plant an idea in your head, to introduce you to a new product, to let a name get stuck in your head, to improve how you feel about a company. So your emotions, your behavior is quite literally being manipulated. Now, what do I do on my smartphone and my laptop? Well, first off, like I said, Google's perfect. I love Google. Google can do no harm. But instead of using Google, I use DuckDuckGo and DuckDuckGo does not follow you across the websites and I 
I still don't know who my audience is, so I don't know if I'm dumbing this down for you guys or if I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, DuckDuckGo in combination with uh, Mozilla Firefox. And now I use Mozilla Firefox over Chrome. And again, I love Chrome. Chrome is perfect. But Mozilla Firefox, when used on a strict browser privacy, it drastically changes your, uh, your browsing experience. And when you access a website through Google, you see ads all over the place. And again, you know how I feel about ads. Ads manipulate your emotions. They can manipulate your behavior. But if you look up that same website through DuckDuckGo uh, in combination with the Mozilla Firefox strict browser privacy, um, there's no ads. And, you know, <laughs> it could affect the uh, revenue of some websites and you can choose to add those websites to your whitelist if you want to support them or not. But then again, like you, the power comes back to you. Do I want to support the website? Do I want to allow them to influence me with ads instead of the other way around? Now, I read this story in a book called The Power of Habit. <clears throat> I forgot who it was written by. But it basically explained how Target, the company Target, and I, uh, Target is perfect, I love Target, uh, used their tracking system to analyze the behavior of its consumers, of its customers, and it was able to predict how one uh, teenager was pregnant. This teenager started receiving ads for, uh, you know, for baby products in the mail. And her dad did not like that. And her dad gave a talking to, to Target. And, um, you know, Target since then has been more discreet about their tracking, <clears throat> their tracking systems. Their tracking methods. I have to back up a little bit. If you're gonna use Mozilla Firefox with the strict browser privacy, this may affect the functionality of some websites. Now, getting to your phone, um, I personally have two phones. Uh, one for uh, just text, just for communication, text messaging, and calls. And the other is for downloading podcasts. And that way I can kind of compartmentalize what I do. And, um, and again, you, you can never 100% get off the grid. The best thing you can do is legally tell these uh, companies that you do not want to be followed. Another way to do that is to turn off the permissions on your app. So if you go to the settings on your iPhone or your Android. Uh, there is, there are permissions for everything. There are permissions for your camera, for your microphone, uh, for your location, 
Now, location doesn't have to be activated in order for your phone to be uh, functional. I mean, if you're going to use Google Apps or something like that, uh, then yeah, you would have to uh, turn on the location services only while it's in while it's being used. I personally, uh, I have social media, but I don't ever go on. I have an Instagram, a private Instagram, but I never go on it. And then when I do, I install it when I need to use it. And after I'm done, I uninstall it. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, T pull out your tinfoil hat because we're into it. Uh, and again, more privacy means less convenience. More convenience means less privacy. If you really want to be paranoid, you can use a VPN. And VPN uh, scrambles your IP address uh, every time you log on to the web. And again, I don't know who my audience is just yet, but I'm just making sure I'm covering all my bases. An IP address is the identifier that your computer sends out when you log on to the internet. And a VPN just gives it get your IP a mask, a different mask every time you're on the internet. Um, I don't back up to the cloud. I denied the permission for Google or whatever, Google Cloud, Samsung Cloud, whatever that's called. I don't even know what it's called. Um, now, now again, why is this so near and dear to me? You ever seen that uh, documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, where ex-Facebook executive Tim Kendall, they ask him, well, you know, because your search results, your what you scroll through, the information you consume on social media is actively manipulating you to veer one way or another uh, to put you in a box. The goal here is to get out of that box, to think for yourself, to look at both sides of the coin, right? Uh, and, and it's crazy, depending on where you live, that's the information that will pop up on your phone just to kind of reinforce your bias. And they ask the ex-Facebook executive, Tim Kendall, now what what's the whole point of this what's the whole point of this and he kind of said jokingly he said oh uh the ultimate goal is civil war you know and that's uh that's the extreme consequence right uh, again i'm not i'm not part of the zeitgeist because uh jesus it's it's ugly out there i i really don't don't give a shit about these little minuscule uh, matters that the news tells us we're supposed to be caring about. I really don't give a shit about that. I have other things to think about. But that is scary. The ultimate goal is civil war. I know he was joking. But uh, we have to be careful. And uh, you know what's also interesting? I was watching the... What's it called? Silicon Valley. 
and one of the CEOs has a spiritual advisor and out what's interesting is yeah some of the some of the older CEOs like Steve Jobs or uh, I can't think of the name off the top of my head but um, some of the old school guys had spiritual advisors now some of the newer some of the new age executives have philosophers and one such philosopher his name is Luciano Floridi Floridi <laughs> and he's an Oxford gentleman and he guides Google's policy because we're in this day and age we're heading to uncharted waters with uh, everything that's being created and on the opposite of the side of the coin everything that's being surveilled if you want to get hardcore if you want to get paranoid if you want to wear two tinfoil hats you can uh, buy an RFID wallet I have an RFID wallet your credit card information can be stolen just by someone uh, there's a special kind of mach machine that if it's close enough it can pick up the information off your credit card and if you have a RFID wallet it acts as a shield blocking any signals that your credit card may may send out and again I'm watering this down way <laughs> This is the kiddie pool, guys. This is just the kiddie pool. Um, little tips and tricks to kind of uh, to kind of take back your mental independence. Uh, you can also go to Walmart because I've seen them at Walmart. I'm sure there's other places that sell them, and you can buy a flip phone. Now, why is that important? A flip phone you can remove the battery. And once you remove the battery, your phone is undetectable. The, the battery is detectable, but your phone turns off. And you cannot do that with smartphones nowadays. Your smartphones, you it has to be very involved in taking the battery out and very inconvenient having to put it back in every time you want to turn it back on and turn it back off. So uh, I heard that your phone can still listen to you even while it's off. Um, and if that's the case, you know, just put it in another room. If you're really that paranoid, just leave it in another room. Um, again, it just depends how thorough and paranoid you want to be. I want to talk about something called the five eyes nations. And I think this will be one of the last things I talk about. Now, uh, let me pull it up here. Now, the Five Eyes Nations, an intelligence alliance comp comprising of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, United Kingdom, and United States. Now, when was this established? The Five Eyes Nations was established in the 1940s. Okay, what is the point of the Five Eyes Nations? The Five Eyes Nations. Now, uh, I could be wrong on this. Uh, 
but I, from what I understand, a nation is not allowed to surveil or spy on its own citizens. So a loophole to that is you make an alliance with these other nations, you spy on the citizens of those other nations, and the government reports back to the government of the nation that it surveils. So United States can spy on Australia, the activities of its citizens, and report back to Australia, this is what your citizens are doing. Look it up, guys. I'm not trying to be conspiratorial here, but <laughs> spirituality leads to conspiracy. And I didn't know, but I guess there's also a Nine Eyes Nations, and there's also a 14 Eyes Nations. So like I said, it all depends on how paranoid and thorough you want to be. Admittedly, admittedly, and I'm ashamed to say this, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> a Tesla tracks you everywhere you go. Not only that, but the battery cooks you while, as you sit in the car. And also, I got duped into, into doing the 23andMe. So they got me. They got my DNA. I'm scared, guys. Shouldn't have done that. Well, that's the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, make sure to comment and subscribe. Actually, I'm not sure where I'm going to post this at yet. Um, it's probably going to be decentralized. Probably post it on a bunch of sites at the same time. Um, but anyway, we'll see you next time.